0: Good morning. Sorry, I've got to cut this light off. This Sunday morning. I want to continue sharing with you from yesterday. But before I do, I want to just give you a little background. You're familiar with it, but let's read 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 17 first. Uh, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. There are a variety of services, but the same Lord, and there are a variety of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them in every one. To each, that's an interesting, underline that, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is, through the Spirit, is given the uh, utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. And to another, the ability to distinguish between Spirits. Very important. To another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are empowered by one and the same spirit who appoints to each one individually as he wills. <clears throat> well, back to the story of uh we had this conference at erskine on uh the work of the Holy Spirit in the in the world today the uh, gifts of the spirit uh on Friday. Mainly just pastors came in the morning, in the evening, I was open to the community. And then Saturday morning, it was uh, mainly those pastors, ARP pastors, it was about 40 or 50 that came. And then they went home, <clears throat> and then we had another meeting in the evening. <clears throat> um, I don't know who did the teaching, but we had a meeting there. Uh, at the evening meetings, uh, people from the com- community came and a lot of those who've been part of Street ministry in Greenwood uh, also were there, especially the uh, people from the Full Gospel Businessmen. Becky came with the kids, <clears throat> and each night we took Teresa. <clears throat> At this point in time, Teresa had, uh, as I told you before, had come to know the Lord, uh, but she had never asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So after the meeting on a Saturday night, um, Teresa wanted to stay and and uh, have prayer. <clears throat> so she went in the back room uh, for prayer uh, to receive baptism in Holy Spirit. I'm sure the guy, the people, were praying for. It. <clears throat> I was out in the main part of the meeting, and I told you that Dr. Ruble came over and said. Uh, he wanted to know if people were speaking in tongues, he'd like to hear it, and I told him I didn't think that was a good, I don't remember what it did, so to speak. Um, so he <clears throat> he went over and prayed for a while, and he came back and said, I, I think I'm supposed to go. So we went into the room, there were uh, four, five, six men, <clears throat> a couple women. And Teresa, and they had just prayed for her to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She was quite giddy, um, and they were rejoicing with her. And Dr. Rubel walks into the room. He's got his coat tie, um, and uh, he's all dressed up. <clears throat> You'll understand why I say that. And uh, But he, he, when he walks in, he just immediately says... I'm going to be the dean of the seminary next year. It's a awesome responsibility. And I need prayer. And he just went down on the floor. He didn't, he didn't like. Um, um, he was, he was uh, laying flat on this hardwood floor, no rug. Uh, and so we gathered around him. I was at his right shoulder he was laying face down on the floor and uh, and but teresa everybody gathered around him teresa ended up right at his head right in front and she's praying in tongues three syllables over and over i tried to uh move her away um, But she uh, she just kept doing it and I I said I I was kind of embarrassed because everybody else was praying in English and and you know praying he would do well or whatever and she was just these three syllables right at his head even pushed down on his head once fortunately his hand arm was under his head. So this goes on for maybe five minutes. And I didn't want to make a scene but there's no way I could move her. She would not move. She was she was on a mission to pray for this man, but in tongues or in her tongue, whatever. So after about five minutes, we all quit. He got up, thanked us, and went out. And I was be honest with you, I was embarrassed. Um I for you know he didn't hear I guess he heard something but he didn't hear what he thought he wanted but he'd wanted prayer and he received it <clears throat> but I don't know if he could even hear the rest of the people because of her so they go out and uh, I guess Becky took Teresa back home and I had to wait close up <clears throat> and I was the last one I when I left Uh, to go to my car I realized it was was nice uh, early spring day but it was evening but it was very pleasant out and dr. Rubel was talking to some man by his car and I had to pass by him and I almost didn't want to Uh, so anyway I finally went on by I meant walked by and as I did uh, he said, "Dick, Dick, well, come here. I want to talk to you." And I said, "Oh no, I'm sorry." I said, I, I, "I'm sorry about that, Doctor Rubel." He said, uh, "He said who that that young girl must be one of the strongest people in your group in uh, Greenwood." I said, uh, I, "It was three women in there, but two of them were probably in their 50s. And Teresa was the only young woman <clears throat> in the room. I said, uh, well i I'm sorry about that, doctor Rubel. She's just uh getting off of drugs and and uh she was really excited I guess she'd receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and and uh I was I'm sorry about that and she he said, What do you mean? I he said that young woman prayed the most wonderful prayer I have ever heard in my life. We had a professor in the seminary, Dr. Norris, and he would write out his prayers. They were kind of like old English. You think you're getting a prayer out of the uh, Anglican book, um, common prayer. And Dr. Rubel said, <clears throat> she made Dr. Norris's prayer sound like baby talk. And I thought, what is I said, Dr. Rubel, she was just saying three syllables over and over. He said, oh, no. She had a wonderful prayer. She said things that nobody knew about me. And she gave me instructions of what to do, or the Lord did through her, what to do in the seminary when I take over as dean. I said, Dr. Rubel, when... We, we, there's a confusion here. I said, that woman, that girl, was just saying three syllables continuously. He said, Dick, you're you put, putting me on. You, that, you're just, whatever. I said, no, I'm, that's what she did. He said, Dick, I heard a beautiful prayer from her. The girl right by my head. I said, yeah, that's the one. And and we just stood there amazed. He said, "You're, are you, are you being honest with me?" And I said, "Are you being honest with me?" <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> he never heard tongues. He heard an interpretation of tongues, and it was only three syllables. So how do you get a whole long prayer out of three syllables? Only God can do that. I don't. That's it's amazing. It's it's. Um, it's, I can't explain it to this day. <clears throat> but anyway, after that, he calls me a couple of days later, um, and says, "Look, we're going to start meeting together." It, well, it wouldn't end. It was a couple months. It was about a month later he called me. It was toward the end of school, and he said, uh, "I'm going to start meeting." With uh, and pray about what God said in that prayer from that through that girl <clears throat> about what we're supposed to do at seminary, and he said, "How about joining me?" Well, unfortunately, I couldn't do it the day he was meeting uh, with a couple guys early in the morning. Uh, and one of the things that he had heard through the prayer was the seminary building was old. Been built in the 30s, the late 30s, early 40s, something. Uh, the floors need finishing. The curtains didn't work. Blinds didn't work. The uh, furniture was old. Uh, it would just needed fixing. And through the prayer, the Lord said, "You're not to ask for money. Just ask me, and I'll supply a money to fix up the building." Uh, so they were to pray that way. That was part of the prayer. Another part of the what he heard was that the, when he took over, uh, all, he wanted each professor to to uh, agree or write, sign their name to <clears throat> to a statement saying they believed that the Bible was the word of God. Versus the Bible contain the word of God and apparently two of the professors wouldn't sign it and he released them but anyway back praying for the building to be fixed Um, they prayed for a couple weeks and I was praying with them but not actually in their midst at the same time I agreed to be asking the Lord as well. And uh, after a couple of weeks, <clears throat> they got a check for a thousand dollars from a uh, Mr. Simpson, who had owned a, a department store in Anderson and had sold his business to to the Belks, and so it became uh, became a Belk Simpson store. Anyway, he sent over a thousand dollars, and Dr. Rubel. Um, called him up and said, uh, Mr. Simpson, really, really appreciate the money, but how come you happen to send it right at this time? <clears throat> and Mr. Simpson said, well, the Lord, I was in prayer, and the Lord told me to send money to the seminary that you had a need. So Dr. Ruble told him <clears throat> what <clears throat> the situation was, that the Lord had told them to pray, but not ask anybody, only ask the Lord to provide funds to fix up the seminary. So I guess this excited uh, Mr. Simpson, and he called Mrs. Belk in Charlotte and told her. <clears throat> now, the Belks had been involved with Erskine, I know, because one of the buildings was named the Belk Building. Um, I don't know what involvement had been in the past but obviously were and Dr. Rubel told me that he was over in the president's uh, the college was kind of like Eastern Mennonite they had a regular college four-year college and they also had the seminary and he was said he was in the president's office one day and a few days after that and they the president got a phone call from Mrs. Belt and he said he could only hear one side, but it was like, <clears throat> well, yes, Miss Belk, of course we, uh, but we have other buildings that need fixing too. Oh, okay, that would be great. Just fix the, just the seminary, that's fine. Thank you, <clears throat> He's and he said when he hung up, he says Ms. Belk wants to uh, send some people down to look at the seminary, see what they can do. Turns out a couple of days later, two of her interior decorators came down uh, from Charlotte to uh, due west and went back with a plan. And sometime that summer and fall, they redid the whole inside of the seminary. And Becky and I saw it a couple years later. Um, when we went back down, it was gorgeous. They had Oriental rugs on the floor, old, or Oriental type rugs. They had new furniture, new, new all new classroom furniture, uh, blinds. The floors had been uh, redone, and uh, nice hardwood. Um, it was gorgeous inside, and uh, and all this instruction came through. From the Lord to through Teresa instructing him what to do and he did it and it worked and in uh, I talked to dr. Rubel a few day, weeks ago <clears throat> called him he's still alive he's like he's like nine years older than me so what is 87 and uh, we talked about it and he said in addition to that uh, A year or so after that, someone gave them, I don't know how many million dollars to build a new seminary building, and they converted, so they built a whole new one, and then this building has been used for something else. When we talked a few weeks ago, I said, Dr. Rubel, I didn't ask you if you had ever heard tongues, but we talked about that particular time, and I said, you went in there to hear tongues, and all you got was a wonderful prayer but it was interpretation of tongues. You never actually personally thought you heard tongues. You just heard a message from the Lord, but it was through three syllables over and over as said only God could do that. Um, I consider that one of the most unusual yet exciting um, times of, um, of the time I was in seminary. It was a wonderful <clears throat> example. And it, it, He he asked me the other day, he said, <laughs> when I called him, he said, uh, it's just unbelievable to me. He said, uh, I believe you, but it's, it's hard to believe that that's what happened. Anyway, <clears throat> that's the story. It's um, it's an example of God working. But the fact that he went in and uh, when he prayed and he came to me and said, the Lord said he wants me to go in there. He didn't know what he was going in for, but he must have sensed that God had really moved and was moving on him in some way. Anyway, th- through Teresa, it changed the way the seminary was run. Um, you have a great day today. The Lord is working. He's still working in a mighty way. Maybe not always that quite that unusual, but he, uh, we, we need to look and expect him to work in our lives. I love you. It's a day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. Thank you. Bye.